scarred up heart inside a raging storm The word is angered Cause Satan has declared a war I'll fight this battle, Lord Because you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you You died for me Though I led such a shameful life Grace has set me free So I'm honored to struggle battles you're worth fighting for yeah. hello everyone this is jeff and gary rayburn of rig ministries and welcome to today's program we got an awesome program for you today and i know you're going to enjoy this program we're teaming up with channel 21 ministries j and a ministries and a whole host of other ministries to bring you these cds that you hear all across the country and we'd be glad to send you more of our cds and we are looking for more people to share their testimonies and also we are looking for chaplains for channel 21 ministries they'd love to talk to you about becoming a road chaplain with them so we've got a lot of things going on here at rig ministries and we are working side by side with a lot of different ministries we want to work with you so you give us a call here at rig ministries 618-383-2107 log on to our website www.rigministries.com and we have rig podcasts that you can listen to all over the country on the internet and listen to them on your phone even so you can log on at rigministries.com now sit back listen and enjoy today's program and we got an awesome program for you i know you're going to enjoy we look forward to hearing from you i'll fight this battle lord because you're worth fighting for i pledge my undying love Hey friends, we got an awesome program for you today, and I know you're going to enjoy it on WDJS Gospel Gems Radio. 
gospelgemsradio.com. So if you haven't been on Gospel Gems Radio program yet, log on gospelgemsradio.com. And this program is really going to be powerful. We have uh, Terry Hopkins and Joe Arview teamed up together, and they was with us out in Colorado, at Loveland, Colorado. We got to put on a conference out there. Our good friend Ken Wolf of Johnson's Corner Chapel, they put on an awesome conference out there in Loveland, Colorado. And we was there, along with Terry Hopkins and Tony Mack, Free in Christ Ministries, Jim and Ann Davenport, uh, Daryl Spicer of Channel 21 Ministries. What an awesome, awesome time we had in Loveland, Colorado. And we're going to share a little bit of that with you today. And Joe Arview was a big hit out there, just like he is everywhere. Everybody loves his music. You can log on to his website, joearview.com, or give him a call at 618-927-1986. Book him for your church or your Christian event. You'll be glad you did. So here's our good friend, Joe Arview. ready to meet today I'm driving my truck to the factory but everybody there's still talking about me something about me changed my life's been rearranged it's really not so hard to explain all I got to say is the air tastes better today yeah my buddies think there's something wrong with me The strongest thing I'm drinking is sweet iced tea And I'd rather play catch in the yard Than waste my time in some old smelly bar Cause something about me changed My life's been rearranged It's really not so hard to explain all I got to say is the air tastes better today The sky's a little bluer The grass is a little greener sun is a little brighter The air's a little cleaner Well, everything around me has been changed Cause I'm saved The air tastes better today church and I'm taking joy in something that used to hurt sometimes I can't believe myself this thing that happened to me I gotta tell cause something about me changed my life's been rearranged it's really not so hard to explain all I got to say Air tastes better today The sky's a little bluer The grass is a little greener sun is a little brighter The air's a little cleaner But everything around me has been changed Cause I'm saved The air tastes better today 
Terry Hopkins the other day, and he wanted to thank everybody for all your cards, letters, and support that you've been sending him. And he said he was going to sit down and write a letter, and we'd put it in the old mail bag. Well, I had a better idea. I thought, I'll just call Terry, and we'll record a message for you. I know you'd rather hear his voice. So here is our good friend. Terry Hopkins with an update and a thank you for all your support and love that you've given Terry and Betty. I've had a few health, I almost said problems, but I've had a few health issues, but uh, it's just been my, uh, so many uh, great things, I've had four surgeries, and and, uh, I won't go into everything that's going on right now. I found out a long time ago, never ask a Baptist how they feel. They'll tell you. <laughs> I hear you. And so, <laughs> so, but uh, I, I've just had some issues, and it's great. But those four surgeries, this just one small thing, but I want to share it with you. Uh, it's just how God works, and you know that. But you have a, a pre-op before each surgery, and they ask you the same questions. And so far, with all four of them, I've got four different people. But the first question is, Mr. Hopkins, do you drink? I said, no, not since July 18, 1982. Well, <laughs> Mr. Hopkins, do you smoke? <laughs> no, I sure don't. Not since July 18, 1982. And then they say, well, do you use recreational drugs? No, not since July 18, 1982. Then it gets dead quiet. And I said, you are dying to know what happened July the 18th, 1982, aren't you? And they say, yes, I am. And I said, well, let me tell you what happened July the 18th, 1982, when I met Jesus. Wow. And uh, so God has just used it, uh, put me in places I wouldn't have been uh, any other way. And it's just been, it's just been a blessing. And I'll tell you something else, a blessing too. These CDs, I'm still getting calls. Uh, for several years, and now uh, from uh, truck drivers all over. Uh, mm-hmm. One knows this Terry Hopkins. Is this the one that does bus 19? And I go, yeah, and we have people that have gotten right, people that have gotten saved, and, and God just working in their life. And that's just one little CD. Mm-hmm. There's so many out there that God's using that y'all are putting out there. It's just simply uh, no way to say it's something Gary Raven did or Terry Hopkins or anybody else. God did it. That's right. But I I am so thankful. People, y'all have been so good to Betty and I and all the cards and, and the encouragement and, and uh, love gifts is just, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Well, it's not unbelievable. You're God's people and that's how God's people act and, and, and do. And I just thank you so much for that. Mm. But I, I do have a scripture that I'd like to just uh, share with you. Yes. And the steadfast love of God never ceases. Now listen to that. The steadfast mm. love of God. 
God, never, that means never, his love never ceases. Uh, and he says his mercies never, there's that word never again, never come to an end. Oh, that, that, that's, that's God, that's my God. That's my <laughs> and he said they are, every, listen to this, they are new every morning. I tell you guys, I'm already looking forward to opening my eyes in the morning because his steadfast love and his mercies are going to be brand new for tomorrow once again. And then he finishes that up by just saying, great is his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And what a great God we serve. And how simply just got, i just so thankful for every one of you for what you do. And I know that you're doing it. For Jesus. So God bless you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Just let me uh, have a minute to say something to you. Mm. That's from my heart. Sometimes I feel God wonder why he'd let me go so far Without a rhyme or reason He stuck around to watch me fall apart And sometimes I ask him why Why would you want to keep me in your grave? I know I have done some things To make me want to run And hide my face I think I can make it on my own Until the teardrops start Only when I'm sick or lonely when I see my life falling apart Now I'm getting on the right track Pray the Lord catch me if I fall For the days when I don't want Him Are the days I really need Him most of all Here I stand beneath him Begging for his mercy On my soul Again I've made a mess of things Lord come again and take control Forgive me, Lord, for I have sinned. I've left you out and made decisions on my own. Now I give them back to you. I lay them at your feet and walk on. And I think I could make it on my own. Till the teardrops start Only 
I'm sick or lonely or when I see my life falling apart Am I getting on the right track Pray the Lord catch me if I fall For the days when I don't want him Are the days I really need him most of all Lord, the days when I don't want you Are the days I really need you most of all Walk on a cloud, the mountaintops, or swing on jungle vines. Like a child on daddy's shoulders, on a Ferris wheel, or a house built in a tree. Any high in the sky just don't compare to the high that I found down on my knees. Lord, lift me up high enough to see heaven's door. Hold me there Higher than I've ever been before But I've searched this world over And never seemed to find just what I need Cause any high that I've tried It don't take me there Like the high that I get down on my knees Young, I took a puff from a skinny cigarette Now that I'm older It's one more thing I've lived to regret Everybody's searching For the thing in life to change The way you feel Since nobody seems to know well, Let me tell you so Everything's gonna change when you kneel Lord, lift me up High enough to see heaven's door And hold me there Higher than I've ever been before Well, I've searched this world over And never seemed to find just what I need Cause any high that I've tried Won't take me there Like the high that I get down any high that I've tried won't take me there Like the high that I get down on my knees 
All right, friends, I know you enjoyed Joe Rview, and you can give Joe a call at 618-927-1986. Order some of his great, great, great music or book him for your church or your Christian event. You'll be glad you did. And Joe also has a website, joerview.com, and you can log on to his website and order his music through his website. So give him a call, order some of his music, book him for your church, your Christian event. You'll be glad you did. Now here's our message for today, and this is an awesome message by our very, very good friend, Terry Hopkins. This has been an absolute blessing for me for a lot of different reasons. Uh, One, getting to know Ken better and all of you better and spend time with my wife uh, away from home where, I mean, just, it's been absolutely wonderful. And I I just, I thank you so much, Ken. And I thank the Lord. And I want to tell you something. You have been for the last few days in a place where God Himself stirred, stirred the place. But I want to tell you something. In return, we've been in a place where we have stirred the heart of God. And can you talk about, well, do we see Him? I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I see Him. And it's not like I see you. It's like with the information I have about Him and the knowledge I have about Him and what I know about Him, it makes me really believe sometimes I can know what He's doing and I see Him for who He is. I couldn't see Him for all that He is because I don't understand the Alpha and I don't understand the Omega. I don't understand the beginning from the end. I don't understand that. But what I believe is like yesterday, when those young people and those ladies and when they were coming to get baptized and when they come to get saved and the Bible teaches us all of heaven is rejoicing. I mean, I mean, stirred. I mean, they having a fit up there. I mean, they know what you got. They know what you're going to have. They know where you're going to spend your eternity. They're already there. But I believe when I see my Savior, when somebody bows the knee to Him, when somebody says yes to Him, and all of that's going on in heaven and stirred in heaven, I believe my darling Savior sometimes just looks at those hands, at those scars in those hands, and His side and His feet. And I think He thinks about that road as He carried that cross up Calvary's hill. And and listen, He so loved us And he feels so absolutely good about what he did and was allowed to do for the human race. We don't understand love like that. But he loved us so much. But God so loved you. For God so loved me. For God so loved all of us. There's just so many different pictures of him and things in our life that he does and we watch him and we see the hand of him and we know he brought this person and we know he put this person in our life and he put us in this place at this time and and, and so many different ways to see him and i was thinking about brother ken dead on about people that had seen him in heaven and 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 what how in the world would they describe him 
when they, they, they've seen him all. <laughs> and Isaiah said, in the year that the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And above it stood seraphims. Each had six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Whoa, the whole earth. He said the whole earth is full of your glory. I mean, he, Isaiah was getting a look in heaven and the posts of the doors were shaken and the voice of him who cried out and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, woe is me, for I'm undone. When you get a real good look at Jesus, you'll get a real good look at yourself. And when you see Jesus for what He is, you'll see you for what you are. And you'll be like Isaiah. You'll have to say, woe is me. I'm an unclean man with unclean lips. There's nothing clean and there's nothing good about me because I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. He said, there's none righteous. He said, my eyes, listen to this, kid. He said, my eyes have seen the King. What a testimony. I want to tell you, and you know what we get to do? Go all over this world and give testimony. My eyes, these eyes, I have seen the King. Where did you see the King? First time I saw Him, oh my goodness, was sitting on a couch, 5161 Rose Stone Drive in Lilburn, Georgia, about 11 o'clock on a Sunday night, July the 18th, 1982. And when I said, God, I'm a man of unclean lips. Oh my goodness. And I, I said, yes to you. Yes, Lord. I saw the King. And these eyes have never got over it. This heart has never got over it. These lips have never got over it. When you see the King, you'll say, yes, I've seen the King. Oh, I know the King. I've seen Him. I've seen Him face to face. He's come into my heart. He's come into my life. He's come into my family. He said, my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Oh my goodness. Then one of the serpents flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips and your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. And I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, Well, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah said, Oh, here I am. Send me. And he said, go then and tell this people the Lord of hosts, the King of glory is not going to come into your life. You're not going to see Him. And Him touch your lips and set your heart and set your soul on fire and you'll be able to sit somewhere and not tell somebody, hey, did I tell you when I met the King of Kings? Did I tell you when I met the host of the Lord? Did I tell you about this Jesus? And now, this is before. This is before He became man. Before He went to a virgin's birth. But imagine He's lifted high. 
and they're worshiping day and night. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And this King of Kings, this God, this God-man, looked down at us and said, they need a Savior. They need a Savior. And you know what the Lord said? I don't understand the Trinity, Brother Ken. I don't get it. I don't understand God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I know there are three different, but I can't just picture it all together. But at some point, Jesus and God the Father and the Holy Spirit of God met in heaven and talked about mankind and what man had done and how Adam had failed. And, and Jesus said what we we're supposed to say. He said, Father... Here am I. Send me. Amen. I'll go. Son, do you realize what you'll have to do? Yes. You realize you'll have to be virgin born like a human? Yes. Do you realize they're going to hate you and despise you? Yes. Do you realize they're going to drag you up a hill and nail you on a cross? And son, there's, I'll have to pour all the sins of all the world on you. You'll have to suffer. I won't just be able to rub sin on you, son. You'll have to ingest it. You'll have to become sin. Do you realize what I'm asking? Are you willing to do that? And Jesus said, Father, send me. Send me. I'll go. And Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to a virgin's womb and was born 100% human and 100% God and paid for every sin that every man, boy, girl, every nation, every tribe would ever, ever, ever commit. That's our King. That's my king. We go through that. We begin to grow in that. We begin to understand more. And we stand, just understand so little of it. But I still believe with all of my heart and all of my soul, every one of those. Ken, do you realize Jesus took that person? Do you realize Jesus knew your heart to get these people together? Yeah. You better believe He took note of that. And I believe when He looked as these young men were saved and young women, and I believe as He looked at those nail-pierced hands, He didn't look at them like, oh, what a drudgery. I think the Lord Jesus Christ said, it was worth ever sin it was worth every moment on that cross for the least of these it was worth it for all and i got news for you if he'd have had to do it again he's the king of kings and he's the lord of lord and he's the lord of love and he would have gone right along with it now the only problem with us Joe was talking a little bit ago. 
We get over it. We do. We 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 get over it. That's why Joe said, Joe's right, you gotta every day of your life you gotta get up and it's gotta be your first thought. Lord, I love you. Lord, I appreciate what you've done. Now, what can I do for you today? It's gotta be like that every day. But listen, even Isaiah and Isaiah was in heaven and saw him high and lifted up, saw the seraphims, saw God sitting on his throne. Uh, oh my goodness. I mean, he saw it face to face. And only a few verses later, he said, Then hear my send me. And then he said, Go to these people. And then in verse 11, he said, Lord, how long? Yeah, I'll go. But now, this ain't no full time thing, is it? <laughs> I'll go. I'm excited. I'm pumped. But now, Lord, I, how long? How long will I have to do this? Isn't that amazing? How wicked we are in our humanity. How unthankful that we can be in our humanity. Amen. And then how blessed thankful we can be when you live a life of Lord. Good morning. Good morning, Lord. What would you have me to do? So, well, Brother Terry, I guess you jump up every morning and say, Good morning, Jesus. No, most of the time it's Betty, what time is it? <laughs> what are you doing up this early? But there's seasons. And as you grow in Christ, those seasons can become longer and longer, or they can become shorter and shorter, and they can even stop. Yeah, it's not automatic that you're just going to serve Jesus. You've got to make up in your own mind Make up in your own heart. I'm going to follow Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. I've been following Him since 1982 and it's the greatest journey I could not have written and even had any expectations of what following Jesus was going to mean. It's absolutely wonderful. i tell you something I know about these men that I've met. Giving out these CDs, Gary and Daryl and uh, Ken and, and, and Joe. I told Joe last night, I said, Brother, God's anointed you. And when you sing, God always, always squeezes my heart and always makes me want to love my family more. Makes me want to get home and hug my youngins. Makes me want to be a better daddy. Have you seen him? Have you ever heard S.M. Lockridge preach, that's my king? That's my king, he says. And he yeah. goes on, I wish I had it memorized, I don't. He said he's the king of glory. He's the king of ages. He said they hated him, but they couldn't hurt him. <laughs> 
Oh, they said they wanted to murder him, but said, my king laid down his life. Said, my king. Said, Jesus, that's my king. And then he'd say, is he your king? The big black man. And I tell you what, if I could have been anything other than this tall, skinny white boy, I'd want to have been a great big fat black preacher. Son, they can preach. I mean, they can preach. He said, but that's my king. That's my king. Is he your king? He said, the Jews sought him to kill him. He said, that was my king. He said, and they nailed him to a cross. He said, my king went willingly and laid down on that cross. He said, they put him in a tomb. He said, but my king got up and said on the third day, he walked out and said, now that's my king. Is that your king? That's my king. That's the king I know. That's the king Isaiah saw. That's the king of this book. He's my king. He is my king. He's my king. I love my king. Oh my goodness. Uh, is he okay? Oh, I don't mean is he an acquaintance. Is he your king? Do you ever bow down to him? Joe said the highest he's ever been was when he was on his knees. I told Joe last night in front of Betty, when I got saved, I used to pray all night. Because I was talking to my king. And, and God would manifest himself in that room downstairs. And I'd go get Betty up out of bed and I'd say, Betty, what? I said, come here. You don't believe this. You need to come downstairs with me. He said, for what? I said, God's downstairs. I mean, he manifested himself. It was unbelievable. I thought she'd just walk in there and she'd feel what I was feeling. About the third time I told her to do that, she said, you just keep on talking to your king. <laughs> oh, listen. And then when he saves you youngins, he's our king. He is our king. And because he's our king, listen to what John said. John saw him. Then I heard a loud voice. This is John on the island of Patmos. He said, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused him before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. Therefore rejoice. Talking about rejoicing, Brother Gary. He said, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants, you who dwell with them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and to the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having a great wrath, because he knows that he has, Brother Ken, a short time. A short time. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He said, you want me to tell you how to overcome Him? Coming over, overcome Him with the blood of the Lamb and your testimony in Jesus Christ. All this last few days have been about testimonies. 
Gary, that's what God's given you. Brother Darrell, you guys. Joe, he sings about his testimonies and all the things God's done for him and done for his family. Ken is in so deep now, he'll never get out. He'll never get over this. He will never get over this. Now, I want to tell you something, Ken. I don't think anybody's told you yet, and I don't think she's going to make it. There's a lady at the motel named Izzy. Works there. And Betty been talking to her the last two or three days. Real tender heart. Well, last night she was on work, but she would come to the door and listen and go back, and she would come and film some of it, and then she would cry and just come back. So last night, three or four of us, Brother Jim and us standing around, and Betty comes walking in with Izzy. Tears running down her face. And Betty said, I talk, just talked to Izzy, and I asked her, had she ever been saved? And she said, no. And I asked her, did she want to be? And she said, yes. I said, well, when? Now? Brother Ken, she sat on the front row of that church, and Betty led her to the king. And listen, that Shekinah glory. <laughs> Whoa, it broke out. <laughs> it came out. She wept. She cried. Oh. So when you were talking to the Lord this morning, and He said, you don't know what I'll see. It's perfect seed. There's all kind of soil out there. But I'm telling you right now, this is perfect. Perfect seed. And that's all we're doing. Is we're throwing seeds. Last night, Izzy was introduced to the King. The King of kings. And the Lord of lords. Now it's been about testimonies and I was going through my Bible this morning. I don't know how long this has been in there. I guess years. But God just sends little reminders. It's a letter. It said, Dear Terry and Betty, you may not remember me, Terry, but on April 26, 1989, I'll be celebrating my third birthday as a born-again Christian. I praise God often for the day that I walked into a Christian bookstore in Shamley, Georgia and walked out saved. It was because of your obedience to the Lord, Terry, that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You may not have realized that I suffered severe crippling anxiety attacks for a six-year period. I could not even walk to the mailbox to get the mail on my worst days. I was addicted to tranquilizers, something the sick shrinks prescribed for me. If a doctor decided he wouldn't give me any more, I just uh, would find a doctor that would. I'd drink at lunch. To get me through the afternoon after work, I stopped at a local bar. I was contemplating suicide. I confessed that I was also very lustful. Also waking up in a hotel room, sometimes not remembering how I got there. The day I walked out of that bookstore after you led me through the sinner's prayer, I was freed from all of it. I was healed immediately from the anxiety attack, the pills, the alcohol, the lust, and the lies. You went to battle for me, Terry, and snatched me out of the pit. The Lord has moved me back to New York. She 
She went to New York, was vice president of the bank, and could not, after her lips had been touched with that coal of fire, keep her mouth shut, and they fired her. Her mom and dad had an old a rundown house in Manhattan. She didn't have no money. She'd run out of everything. Her husband had left her for committing adultery. So her parents told her she could stay in that house, but it wasn't really worth living in. She said she just knew the Lord wanted her to be there. She said it was amazing. Started to get knocks at the door. Hi, this is me and my wife. I'm a carpenter. And, and it, if you give us a place to stay for a day or two, I'd like to try to help you fix this place up. She said, I said, you better believe it. She said, I would lead them to Jesus. She said, it wouldn't be long. I'd get another knock on that door. and said, it'd be a plumber. They say, listen, I heard you were taking people in that didn't have no money. And she said, yes, I sure will. And he said, well, maybe I can help you out here. And she started winning people to Jesus Christ. She saw the King. Now I want to ask you something. Have you seen the King? Do you know the King? Do you know when you know the King, you can be like the Apostle Paul. You know what he told the devil? <laughs> and he told death. He said, oh death, where is your sting? But I don't think he said it exactly like that. I think Paul looked death eyeball to eyeball, had to throw his head back and laugh and said, oh, death, where's your little sting, boy? <laughs> you ain't got no sting for me. I'm going to go to sleep in Jesus and wake up in glory. Oh, death. You ain't got no sin. You ain't got no power over me. Do you know him? Do you know him? Is he your king? <coughs> Do it by your head. And I just want to ask you a simple question. Is he your king? Is he your king? Slip your hand up if that's he's your king. Now, drop your hands and slip your hand up if he's not your king. He's not my king. Then I want to ask yourself this between you and Jesus. Are you still getting up first thing in the morning and going, Good morning, Jesus. You're the king. I'm just here to get my orders. I'll do anything you tell me to do. Are you, are you still there? Are you still there? Are you still listening to the King? Are you still obeying the King? Let's pray. And then, Joe, you're going to come and sing a couple more. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you, King. Oh, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we love you and we thank you and we bow down before you and we are humbled before you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all the lives you've touched, all the hearts 
Lord, that have been touched. And Lord, thank You for the privilege to be a part of something happening that touches Your heart, that pleases the King. And Lord, not only are You the King, but when You became human and when You died on that cross, oh Lord Jesus, You became our Savior and You became our friend. A friend that sticks closer than a brother. You're a wonderful God. And I love You. And I thank You. And thank You for what You've done. And Lord, we'll just continue. And Lord, one day we'll all be in heaven. And Lord, we'll be enjoying Lord, what those we have left behind that still carry the word of the King. So Lord, bless us, keep us, and use us. And Father, we ask that in the name of Jesus Christ, King of King and Lord of Lords. Amen. Everybody stand, let's just sing a little chorus. We are
Friends, I want to ask you the most important question of your life. Are you saved? I'm not asking you if you're a good person or if you go to church. I'm asking, are you saved? If you died right now, would you go to heaven? If you was at the gates of heaven and St. Peter asked you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say? What would the answer be? Do you know the answer? The Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, and death is the separation from God, and separation from God is an eternity in hell. That's bad news. But I've got some good news for you. The good news of the Bible is that God loved the world so much that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9, the Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The scripture says, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. There is no difference between Jews or Greeks, rich or poor. The same Lord over all. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Are you saved? If you're not sure, if you're not living for Jesus, pray this prayer with me right now. Oh God, I know I'm a sinner. I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe His shed blood, death, burial, and resurrection was just for me. I now receive Him as my Savior. Thank you, Lord. Forgive me for my sins. I receive this gift of salvation and everlasting life because of your mercy and your grace. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, call someone. Give us a call right here at Receiving in God Ministries. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise. For it was grace that brought my liberty. I 
I do not know Just why he came to love me so He looked beyond my fault and saw my need I shall forever lift my eyes to Calvary To view the cross where Jesus died
Shadows are gone. 